When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe button, like, and comment. Let us know what you think of the episode. If you have any follow-up questions, if you'd like us to have a particular guest or cover a topic, we'd love to hear from you guys and get those on a future episode. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Jordan. He had messaged in to us from Instagram. He listens to the podcast, and he's got, to his knowledge, the fastest VGT LML Duramax in, on the planet. So we're going to chat with him about the truck, the setup, how he got it so quick. It's it's really impressive, the story behind the truck. But before we get to it, I want to thank our friends over at Kershaw Knives. If you go to kershaw.kiausa.com, you get 20% off. Just use code DIESEL20. It's a great way to save some money on some cool gear, whether you need something for hunting, fishing, EDC, around the house, at work. They've got a ton of choices to meet any budget, so we appreciate them offering this exclusive discount code to you guys. All right, let's get to today's episode with Jordan and chatting about this LML Duramax that has, to his knowledge, the fastest VGT turbo on the planet. Jordan, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I appreciate you reaching out to us on Instagram to tell us about a really cool truck and i think what we're going to chat about is the fastest vgt lml that's that's out there so it's uh it's always cool to see what you guys are working on out there um learning more about like your truck and the build that you have and, and why you gravitated towards it so i look forward to our chat today yeah man me too i really appreciate it so tell me a bit about uh about your truck was it is it your first diesel truck or you know have you been a duramax fan for a long time or where did uh where did the passion and the the commitment start to get into diesel performance and and get the truck that you did so it's technically my third diesel truck but my second duramax my first diesel was a 1984 one ton 6.2 detroit little gutless turd and i yanked that out and put a 406 small block in it because i I lived in california and uh to get rid of this don't do smog just get a diesel pickup that's 97 or older and i dropped a gasser in it and then but i traded my gasser for an 05 four-door long bed lloy and uh sold that and got the truck i have now so going from a four-door long bed to a single cab short bed (laughs) was the weirdest thing like to transfer over for driving it was yeah there's a lot of questions i want to ask you there sometimes we get people who say hey talk more about 6265 so when you had the 62 what was it like to drive one i've never driven in one i i I know they exist but i have no experience with it like was it just i I imagine it was underpowered if you did an engine swap on it but but what was it like it's just like i guess the best way i can say it's like a gas motor that's diesel. I mean, there's no, there's like no power. You just, you, you put it to the floor, you're not going anywhere. It's more like all noise, no go. So just, I yanked that out, made it a, uh, a badass four, six gas motor. 
put a small block in it and had funds out in the dunes when I could and did a lot of burnouts in that truck. <laughs> what was it like going to the LLY from like the, the previous setup? Was it, did, did you get into the modifications a lot or upgrades or was it something you use mostly for like driving, you know, taking off road, things like that? It was mainly the four door the LOI was mainly just for driving. And I guess you could say a tow rig as well. And it was great. I mean, I've always had gas trucks and going from gas to a diesel, just holy cow, the power is just there. And I was like, I want one. I want more. I want more. So got rid of the LOI and I got the LML and fell in love instantly. I just had so many ideas with this truck and just kept doing more and more and more because you want more. And right now I'm pretty happy where it's that. I mean, it's got a stock bottom end. It's got a 68 VGT Rhines diesel service tur turbo, 100 over injectors and a 12 mil pump from industrial and head studs. Did a bigger radiator. Uh, fast lift pump. Uh, let's see. And then I, I did upgraded the brakes from uh, inv invaded. Uh, is it invaded? Uh, invaded uh, machinery solution. Did their hub kit and brake kit front and rear. I think that I'm on the first LL, LL, LML truck to have it. And then what else did it? Did, did shocks. The list just goes on. I think I'm the, <laughs> and I did bedsides. Yeah. I think I'm the first LML to do double adjustable shocks in the front as and with, well. And with this setup, when you first got the truck, did you sit down and put a plan together of exactly what you wanted to do? Or did it sort of snowball where you do a couple things and then that builds on a couple others and then it, it turns into what it is now? When I first got the truck, I was like, you know what? This is a race truck. I'm not going to lift it because we're back where I'm from in California. It's always lifted on big wheels and tires. They call it SimCal. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's a four, yeah, it's four wheel drive. But you're like, you know what? This is a drag truck. So we're going to make, I'm going to make this into a drag racing truck slash street truck, more street truck than drag racing. And it just slowly, slowly went up. You know, I did the tune. And then from the tune, I did. Uh, double adjustable shocks in the rear. I just slowly worked my way up and then did a turbo. Then actually I did the pump first. That was the first thing you want to do on an LML is get rid of that CP4 and put a CP3 in there. And then just did turbo injectors and then I did a bigger pump. And then it's like, all right, I need to work on my 60 foot. So then I did the double adjustable shocks and I want to go lighter. I want to be the lightest LML out there. So I did bedsides and I did the brakes. So the brakes was 200 pounds lost, no, 175 pound loss of rotating weight. The bedsides is about probably like 300 pounds. So right now I think I'm about 5,500 pounds for a diesel truck. Now with the, the turbo, we hear a lot about like S300s, S400s. What about the VGT made you choose it and then also stick with it? So I did the VGT for one, it's cheaper. And two, I still have a stock bottom end and my buddies 
have S400s and one buddy blew up his truck and I was like, you know what, I don't have the money to, you know, do the bottom end. So I don't want to do an S400 yet. Cause then if I did, I'd do, I'd have a lot more power. So I just kept with the VGT cause it's just, it's, it, there's power and it's cheaper. So I just kept it that with that, but the more and more I'm with it, the more and more I'm loving it, it spools up fast, faster than the S300, S400. So if you're in a higher, higher eleva- elevation, you, uh, I could get on the line a lot faster than everybody else. And they're sitting there for more than seven seconds to spool and they have to bump in the beams before five or seven seconds or they automatic red light so that's a plus but yeah yeah the the spooling is like the biggest i mean you could tell my opinion you can tell better with the vgt than say an s475 or even s480 you don't even want to tell with the s480 but an s369 i hear people still telling with that but the vgt i feel is more all around if you want to Go to the track for the day and go to the track. If you want to tow your camper and go camping, you can go camping. But I feel like it's more of an all-around turbo than an S400 or an S300. Now, with your VGT, did you is the one that you have now the very first one that you got, or did you try or even plan on maybe some different sizes or, or different types of VGTs? I still got the same turbo I bought. The Ryan's Diesel Services Turbo, same one. It's been doing great. Never had a problem with it. I'm just, I'm just going faster and faster. I went from a 12.4, and when I did the turbo injectors, I went to an 11.4. So I dropped a full second by doing the turbo and injectors. And then losing weight got me down to an 11.1. So That's moving. Yeah, it's still turbo. It's a great turbo. <laughs> with the uh, now with the transmission, what what did you do on that side? So, and I still live in California. I took it to the track, did a twelve eight stock turbo, stock injectors, still had the C, had a CP three in it, and stock trans. I did twelve eight, and then when I did that twelve eight, my trainer didn't like that, so took it to a local shop. I I would did a lot of research i'm like do i want to go to inglewood to have a transmission there then i hit up a buddy from texas to see hey if i want to have them do my transmission then i'm like or do i just want to stay local it's like something ever bad goes happen i can always drop it off the next day so i just stayed local um it's like a 750 horsepower transmission Never got the build sheet from the guy who built it, but so far so good. It's it's staying strong. I the the four or five shift for the LMLs I don't like. I want to get rid of the Allison and do a Dodge transmission because then I can manually shift it. But no, I haven't had any problems with my trans. The day I got my truck back with the trans, I went straight to the local dirt drags and got second place. <laughs> now with with the times you're running, so it's eleven one in the quarter, I think seven oh in the eighth. And it seems like with the build you've really been focused on doing, you know, a ton of different things, not just power, but also with weight savings and and getting that sixty foot time down. 
where do you think this truck's going to end up at? <clears throat> Can it go faster than eleven one? Like as it sits now, or with a couple other little changes, or what's your ultimate goal with it? So my ultimate goal is to stay the fastest LML VGT. I'm trying to get into the tens with the VGT. I th I think I'd be the first LML VGT in the tens. I've done research. I haven't found anyone that's done it. So hopefully this winter, I'm going to yank my hundreds out and put two hundreds in and see if that gives me that two tenths to get me into a 10.9. Or I might have to run some nitrous, but that's last resort. My buddy wants me to run nitrous so bad, but I'll wait until I can just do it on fuel and air only. With um, now with trying to find out like the fastest times, I always struggle with that. Like there's Elite Power Strokes, which does a really good job of like listing the Power Stroke times. And I know sometimes like on Comp D or some other places you might find come and stuff a little bit at Duramax, but like it's always so hard for me to find that. So, so where and what kind of places have you looked or, or people have you chatted with to say like, hey, this was the fastest one. I want to go quicker than that truck or, um, you know, just to be able to hit kind of that that benchmark, that that achievement that you want. So I follow like two or three Facebook pages on, you know, on Facebook, ones, and I've in all three of them, I put my truck and said, hey, what's the fastest LML VGT out there. What's the fastest time? And no one could give me a, a really good straight answer. It's like, oh, this guy's running a 10. I'm like, is he compound or is he S400? Oh, he's compound. Like, okay, I don't want compound. I want single turbo VGT. And I've found a place online also, but that doesn't give you a real, I don't know if how accurate it is. And it doesn't tell you your setup, but it t but it tells the motor, but not the setup. So the fastest I found on that was like a 10.8, but I know there's a guy out there running like a 10.1, but they're all compounds and S400s. So just talking a lot and posting on forums is when I try to find the most. And if you can't find it, then I guess just claim it. With the, one of the things I noticed that was really cool when I was looking at your Instagram page is the truck itself and and it being a short bed. How did you did you do that yourself or, or how did you how how did you change the bed size? So I have a buddy back in California. It's DSS Motorsports. He does a lot of single cabs short bed conversion. He did it on his. So I'm like, let's do it on mine. So we did mine and. Mine was a lot harder because it's a boxed frame. They went from a seat, you know, not boxed. And from all the way from 2010 and 2011 is when they went to a box frame. So mine was a little bit harder. So that was difficult. That one took a lot longer than his. But it's just like, let's just do it. Like nobody's done it. It's different. So let's uh was like let's just do it like all right so we just made a plan did a lot of research got some uh the dimensions from the truck and went from there so there's a lot of math oh yeah a lot of math and geometry to get it <laughs> yeah it's it's a really sweet looking i mean truck. if you're gonna do if you're gonna do it yeah it's if you're gonna do a short bit 
conversion. I, I recommend from 01 to 2010. It's easier. <laughs> I also noticed on your Instagram page, you have some racing videos and things like that. Where, like, how far will you travel to go race or, or where, um, you know, are there some events that you're definitely looking, you know, maybe to hit up the end of this year or going into next year to be able to, you know, compete against other trucks, just have fun. Um, you know, what, what's on your list of, of events to go to? I like to, I mean, I don't travel as much as I would like, and there's not much local. I mainly stay on my local track, but this year I went all the way to Jackpot for a diesel street racing event. It's a legal street racing event. And sometimes I'll go back to California for that drag racing event in Sacramento at Truck Mania. So not, I guess you could say the furthest is probably like nine hour drive, but yeah, I like, to, I like to stay local, but it's kind of hard because the diesel drag racing isn't as big as it was or probably not as big as it should be here in Idaho. It's more dynoing than drag racing. So, but yeah, I'll, if there's an event close by, you bet I'm going to be there and I'm going to try to take the first place. <laughs> With, um, well, you mentioned a little bit before the podcast, a story you had um, about being in California and, and we, we didn't chat about it. So I figured I'd just ask you <laughs> on the air about the, uh, yeah. the, the story. So when I bought the truck, I knew exactly what I was going to do with it. So I bought it. And then that weekend, I have family in Twin Falls, Idaho. I took it. I drove it all the way to Twin. And we registered it in Twin Falls, Idaho under my, my cousin's name and my name. So I didn't have to deal with smog and registration in California because it's just ridiculous. If you live in California, you, you know, I mean, for 2011, it was going to be like over $500 just in registration. And then smog is 40 bucks. But if you want to put all your stuff back on or pay for a hot smog, I mean, you're paying a lot of money and doing a lot of work just to make it California compliant. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So took Idaho, registered it, no problem. Took it back, California, got pulled over once for window tent. Didn't say anything about the license plate. And then I was on my way to San Francisco with my wife because I was moving in a month to Idaho. And I got pulled over on the Bay Bridge by CHP. And he, he found everything he could on that truck saying, oh, this isn't legal. This isn't legal. I'm like, the truck's from Idaho. I don't have to have this. He's like, Yes, you do. I was like, no, I don't. It's mine and my cousin's truck from Idaho. This truck is an Idaho truck. It does not need California compliant stuff because it's from Idaho. Idaho doesn't do smog. No, Twin Falls County doesn't do smog. So we had a, so he gave me a ticket for window tent speeding. Um, he wanted me to get refereed in California and smog. I said, well, well, I don't know how I can do this when I'm moving to Idaho. So I had a higher lawyer, lawyer fought and said, they said that I, if I want 
those two drop the registration and refereed i'd have to ha bring it to california smog it and get it refereed i said and register i'm like well how am i going to do that i don't live in california no more where am i going to register i live in idaho sent the lawyer a picture of my id in my house and they said well you have to do this i was like well no i how how am i going to do this i can't where am i going to register it so the final court date just ended in the beginning of the year and they said everything is dropped because i live in idaho now I said, all right thank you so it just shows you even if you live out of state california is still going to try to find a way to find you for the emissions which is complete ridiculous yeah i mean that that episode i'm not sure if you caught it that we did recently with Corey willis when we were talking about the the uh, emissions testing carb testing for parts and things like that and how it's basically spreading out um you know however it does is it just seems so so confusing and like the story you just told us if you don't live there how do you register it there and just all the things that go into it that uh you know it's it's totally different it's it's uh i don't know i wish there was more clarity with it um yeah you know, like between states and things like that or even traveling there for you know an event or driving through or, or something like that you just you just never know because the rules are completely different than other states are with you know with that sort of stuff yeah and that's what my lawyer lawyer said well can you register it or can you smog it where you live i was like i don't have smog this is a non-smog county well oh i was like yeah so i think california needs to start doing some more homework in not just doing what they want because i've lived there my my whole life almost since i was 27 i moved out when i was 26 and i moved to idaho and living there is just they do what they want they don't care what you want because this is what I, I was trying i was going to fight this in court if i had to go there i said weed is federally illegal but california can make it legal but you cannot tune a diesel, which you're spending money into the economy and making business better by buying aftermarket parts, you know, building business, making the community better, business is better. And yet they rather make drugs legal than having this economy booming, which just blows my mind in California. That's why I've moved. I don't... I lived out there a long time ago, but I wasn't into performance or anything like that. So I don't like, I remember the smog process, but you've been there you know, more recently. How does it work on the, on the diesel side? Like you mentioned earlier, um, like older than 97 wasn't, it didn't need to be tested, but like say on a, a 2015 or a 2007 or a 2019, like how does it work there with emissions testing? So it, with diesel, it used to be all visual so you just take it to the smog shop and they just checked everything they looked at everything they didn't have to plug anything in it was just all visual well now with everything they just they can plug in they plug in your diesel I'm not sure um, i don't think they do the uh, ob2 don't think they do the exhaust like they do with gas 
and they check if the uh, computer has been tampered with. So you, if you want to make it, you want to do it the right way. You got if you have emissions like a like my truck in 2011, you have to put everything back to stock. You got to put the stock tune back in everything, and they plug it in. And they'll say, okay, this thing complies, and then you can take everything back off and make it whatever you want with all the emissions. So, and then with 97, they passed the law. I think it's when Arnold Schwarzenegger was in office that 97 and older, you do not need to smog any diesels. So 12 valves and the 7.3 power strokes were like the best trucks that everybody wanted in California because there's no smog. And then 75 and older gas vehicles, you don't have to smog as well. So like, say, so you, really say you had like a 2011 or 2012 and you had um, some aftermarket parts, would they look and look for the carb number on it? Like whether it was an air intake or some sort of tuner or something like that. So the smog shops would be familiar with that. And, and that's how you could still do it as long as it had that carb number for it. Yes, I got, they said it, my truck didn't, my gas truck didn't pass smog because I didn't have the K&N air filter sticker, the carb number. So I had to call k and hey, can you send me this carb sticker? Okay, so they sent me the carb sticker. I put it on the uh, on the truck underneath the hood. It's, oh, you can pass smog now. Like, so I don't know what the difference with a sticker or what. A sticker doesn't make a difference with the emissions, which, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I know that that kind of stuff is... Uh there's a lot of states that are kind of following that model. So I'm sure in the future, that'll come up a lot more with guests and, and different topics we cover, but back to the, the truck itself, do you think you ever, like, do you have a plan to build the engine and maybe do compounds, something like that in the future or, or how far are you going to take the VGT? Well, probably it'll be a long time. I have a, a baby on the way. So once the motor, if the motor does go, then I'll start doing S400. And then if I want to go more, then I'll do compound. So once the motor goes, I guess you can say then I'll be going for the nines. I don't know if I'll go for the eights. I don't, but I'll, I'll do nines. Maybe if I can get an eight five, I'll do an eight five. That's probably the fastest I'll go is eight five cert. But yeah, if once the motor goes, then I guess you can say it's full race truck from there tube chassis I, I would love to honestly back half the truck right now but people would complain so i'm just leaving it how it is because people complain now but yeah once the bottom end goes then it's full race truck time <laughs> that's cool now, i know there's a lot of duramax fans that listen to the podcast and people just like to no, in the diesels in general, where can people find you on Instagram? Check out the truck, some races. They might have questions about the suspension or you know, maybe they want to do something very similar to what you have where they can reach out to you and ask those questions. I have an Instagram. I'm on a lot. I guess you can say I'm on a lot. It's uh, babymax underscore LML. You can find me on there. You can hit me up in the DMs. I'm always looking at my DMs and I'm honestly not afraid to ask or answer any questions you guys got. People ask me all the time what I have, and I'm not afraid. So, and I have a Facebook as well. It's Jordan Van Groningen. Um, I'm not on there as much, but you can find me on there and ask me questions as well. 
Well, it was it was really cool when you reached out to us because we like to hear stories about unique builds and, and things people are doing a little different. And I know we were chatting a little bit beforehand. You, know, you said that everyone wants to do an S300, S400, and I want to stick with this VGT and and you know push it as far as I can. And that's something cool because it's a huge market. And it's it's something I think if I was going to do a turbo swap or something on my truck, it would be so much easier for me to do it. And you also mentioned the cost as well versus like a compound setup and, you know, everything that goes into changing the style of turbo. So I think that's really cool. You know what you've done. We appreciate you reaching out. Appreciate you listening to the podcast and, you know, sharing with us the history of the truck, your strategy, your build strategy for it. And uh, keep us updated once you get in the tens. I'm sure you will. And that's a huge accomplishment you on a VGT. So I appreciate your time today chatting with us, Jordan. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. The podcast, great. I love the podcast. And I honestly appreciate letting you know, let me be on. I was on, honestly thought it was gonna be a long shot sending my picture and being on here, but I'm glad you let me be on here because I love to tell people about my truck and anyone out there that's got an LML VGT that's faster than me, please let me know. I would love to know. <laughs> definitely yeah let us know too like i said it's depending on what kind of truck it is it can be super easy to like find this top 50 list or top 25 list but with uh with other steps be a little a little a little harder and i mean i I love chatting with you guys out there you know building trucks and that's that's really where the passion is and why this whole industry exists is um the customization and the things we can do with it. So um, anyone out there that's listening, you got a cool build or something like that, let me know. Love to get you guys on the podcast. And um, yeah, I appreciate your time today, Jordan. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. This is great. I'd love to do it again. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. Use code DIESEL20 to save 20% off site-wide. We really appreciate our friends over there offering this discount code just for you guys to be able to save some money on some gear whether you need it for everyday carry or hunting, fishing, outdoors, um, you know, at work, at, at the job site. they got a ton of different choices for you. I also want to give a, a shout-out to some of our Patreon supporters. We appreciate their support helping us grow, uh, get some new equipment, do some new things we want to do for a really long time. Tyler Lona, 23 Diesel, Caleb, all of our other Patreons, all of you who, who subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the podcast apps. We love hearing from you guys. Love knowing what you're working on. If you're not on our Discord, make sure and, and, and jump on there. We're over 600 people that are on there. You guys are working on some really cool stuff, keeping me on my toes and updated with the latest and greatest in diesel. So I appreciate all your support. You guys are why we do this podcast and where we find our, our inspiration, creativity to keep cranking out content. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.